Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our fourth Teamless Tuesday. This is week 14. So I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who is our expert physio. Good evening, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. And we also got Nick Lord, our stats expert and fantasy nugget. How are you going? G'day, guys. How's it going? Good, good, good. Uh, look... A slightly better fantasy week for everyone, I think. Is is that correct, guys? Uh, if you factor in the fact that Bo Firma had another big week, <laughs> then outside of that, yes, I did have a good week. Yeah, yeah Dick killed it this week. Where are you at, Stu? Uh, mate, I did all right, uh, considering that I had Grant out for the second week out of four, or out of three Ooh. so far. So I've worn that. I'm, I'm still uh, sitting about 3,000. So not not too bad considering. So I think Mitch is Mitch is above me by about eight points. He's what you're what two thousand five hundred, Mitch. Uh, hang on, mate. Give me one second. I am two thousand six hundred and twenty-seven, and I've just quickly screenshotted that I am eight points ahead of you. That'll probably be the last time this year. So I'm going to enjoy that moment oh, because it, 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 I was I was lucky to at any stage get ahead of you. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, nice. And Nick, how you going, mate? Uh, 5,200, but I'm on, the, I'm on the up. You are. You had the biggest week of us all last week, so huge catch up there. Um, so look, guys, uh, I guess as we get into the podcast, let's I'll quickly do the roundup, though. Uh, if you're listening to us and you don't follow us on social media, we're at Boom or Bust NRL. So on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, we have content up pretty regularly, including uh, my very or our very controversial power rankings, which came up this week. <laughs> Jeez, man, I tell you now, it's not just Eels fans, apparently. It's also Broncos fans. Oh, mate, they are so in their feelings, Broncos fans. Mate, they, 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 they weren't they... alive the last time they won a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> They've, uh, the Broncos fans have had a tough time of it, and I think they're getting a bit upset because they realise that their tough time might continue after that showing on Sunday. Oh, so, geez. you know. Yeah, it's not like us poor Panthers. Like, I'm a poor Panthers fan. You know, you, you go through a decade of misery between drinks. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, all good. The Anyway, we got content up all the time. Uh, a few things out today. Stories that Nick's posts up. He's, he's a stud for that. Uh, we also got leagues, guys. So, Mitch, do you want to take us through how's your league going? Yeah, league's going well. So currently we've got NRL FL Gods Warriors. That's with Luke S, who's leading the competition. Um, and our top scorer at the moment, bear with me. I might let Nick go with his team while I figure that out, but that's the current lead league leader. Okay. Yes. So our league leader is um, in Nick's newbie league. We've got Tong and Thunder 07 John M. Um, so he's actually topping the league, but I topped this week's points. So I'm pretty proud of that, winning the newbie league. Oy and um, Stu, how's your chaos mode going? Uh, chaos mode is is very chaos-like. So we had one of the top scores this week over the whole thing. Uh, threat level midnight NRL FL Sandy Vereen uh, pulled out a 974. So Ooh. yeah, that's a big fat score. And can I say there was not a score uh, in this. Like there was a, sorry, only one score in the seven hundreds this week. Everyone like eight fifty uh, odd. Like yeah, it's yeah. Well, my my league was much the same, mate. Eight fifty five was the lowest. Wow. And I'm what? sitting here. Eight fifty five was the lowest. Nine seventy nine. 
Tommy's Turbos with Tom Lennon. Mate, that is a phenomenal score. I'm just going to have a quick look at your team. Do you have Tom Turbo? Uh, you don't. You, you've got a brain. Okay, very good. Yeah, that is, that is a fantastic score, mate. That's got to have you right near the top scorers for the round 100%. overall, right? What what was that? I think at 980 something got it in the end. Is that right? Uh thousand and thousand twenty on. So, but yeah, it's not far off it because that's really just a pot or two different. Uh, yep. The other interesting one though, the lowest score this week is actually from the guest team, uh, Andrew uh, Molinarily, the massive one of our uh, NRL fantasy guests uh, teams got a six eighty six. So yeah, trash. Yeah, I, I think he had uh, DC. He's got Coruscant. I, I don't know what's happening there, man. Uh, anyway, he didn't actually have a full team this week. So, <laughs> he, anyway, r- rough times for him. Moving on, uh, I guess thank you for everyone who has taken time to uh, to respond to our socials as well, guys. Like, send us messages, whatever else. Even even the Broncos and Parramatta hate mail. All good. Mate, you, you missed you missed the overall league. So the boom and bust overall league, Ooh. heinous crimes. Luke and R, who's number one on our league, he's 14th overall. Yeah, I wow. didn't really get into just, that because he's, he's too friggin' good, mate. Like, it's just embarrassing. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. I feel so, like he should host the pod, eh? That's, yeah. that's just so good. You know what? Yeah. The heinous crimes is a bit rough, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's number one for the name. <laughs> no, Nick, Nick's, Nick's accountants was the uh, number one, I thought. <laughs> no way. No way. Heinous crimes, that's, that's, that's good. Way, that, that's heinous crimes spelt like Jared Haynes surname so that's why that one's funny if you're listening at home oh I've had to explain the joke so it's not funny no more so look Nick we got some questions though this week let's move to a Q&A what do we got Max Shackley guys a good replacement for Bullymore um what's his price this week uh 350. do you guys have any so 350 354 so you could do a easy swap to Taylor May is probably the first obvious one um, at 335k um, Max King you could swing another 40 odd K to bring him in he's still got a low break even to a um, to a Lachlan, Lachlan Ilias if you believed in his last score uh, <laughs> I'm a yeah, um, if, yeah if, it's a bit of a risky one um, Leo Thompson still with a low break even at 291 mm-hmm. um, is an option He's and just about the only option as far as mids go. If you need a replacement backup mid, Leo Thompson is just about your only hope, unfortunately. I've been through the entire friggin' list. Yeah, so uh, I think that's sort of the main replacements you could look at. Um, the next question is from the business 2173. Thoughts on Adam Fanua Black, the cheaper mids hitting the same or better points? So I know the TK and the boys on the Talking League, uh, they were a big fan of AFB. Preseason, we were much lower on him. Uh, we didn't really see him going that far. So none of us are on, on him, are we, guys? No, we, I'm certainly not. Mitch? No, same as Stu. Yeah, even though he doesn't play Origin and he's a leader in the club, we just didn't, when we w- went through the stats, he just wasn't someone we'd look at. Um, so I, I'm not saying he's a sell, but he's just not someone that we necessarily looked at. Um, any other opinions, guys? Are we all kind of agreed on that? Yep, I we'll agree uh, on that. That's an easy one. I'm having a look here. Uh, look, last week was a 39. That seems to be near his floor. He's playing 60 minutes, 27 tackles, and he had a couple of errors in there. 
which is he was like I'm, I'm just looking at his score from different from other weeks he said he had no tackle breaks at all so and he had a couple of errors so that's it like really you're just going to have to be a little bit pitchy he's not he's a very much a um attacking points uh forward rather than necessarily like a 50 tackles type of fella so you get what you're going to get and the warriors yeah so that good in attack we didn't see much upside um i i went down for like a giant arrow originally um, for example, for 100k low at the beginning of the season. So it was just pretty awkward price, I sort of felt at the beginning. But if you have him, I don't see any problem in holding him. The next question is from Marcos MCC. David Fafita, guys, hold or drop? Stu, what have you got? Uh, look, Fafita hasn't played badly. Uh, his scores have all been sort of... He's dropped 50k... His lower scores are 47. His highest scores are 51. He's played most, almost all the minutes. Um, really, guys, it's around, do you reckon he'll get these big runs? I reckon he'll come better as the season goes on because they have to make it work. The Titans, if their season is going to get going, have to score some points or at least get some uh, massive effort out of David Fafita because he's chewing up, what, one-eighth of their salary cap? That's it. So Are you, uh, would you hold him or drop him, though, if you had him? Uh, look, I'd, I'd probably hold him unless you were going to Nathan Cleary, in which case I would sell. Mitch? Yeah, I, I agree with Stu. I think if you're in it for the long haul, you hold him. I just feel like he's been a victim, and I think we're getting to this a bit later in the pod, but I'll really briefly say I just feel like he's been a victim of some inexperienced halves. Um, Bo Formore's got a lot more attention than he thought he would, um, which sucks. And uh, they're just not using Fafita like they should. There were a couple of moments in that Raiders game. He touched the ball and looked super dynamic and just carved up the Raiders' edge. And I'm just not feeling like they're using him properly. So I, I feel like they will figure it out. Toby Sexton does seem to be a pretty competent half. Um, you're probably probably best to hang on because sooner or later, David Fafita, he's known for, he's going to crack out a biggie. And he's one of those six players that, that could have uh, 100 points in him. So, you know. Yeah, I would um, consider dropping him based upon his price. You can get some nice things out there. You could swing to a Yo if you believe in him for 6K. Or you could look at a Cameron Munster for another 9K less than Hunt. Um, they're probably the other guys you could look at. Um, or Harry Grant if you don't have him. So I, I personally really would consider dropping him. Um, I'm not particularly a believer of him. And um, I wouldn't want to... It must be very frustrating holding him, I'd say, at the moment. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, you're not wrong there. Yeah, so um, that's all the questions from this week, guys. Uh, Stu. All right, so we got uh, a little bit of news for this week. So uh, Queensland. Nick, what, what, what's happening with the Queensland coaching staff? M. Smith, John Thurston have joined Billy Slater's Queensland coaching staff. So you got three pretty much mortals in the coaching staff, but they still get tailed up, I think, guys. I was thinking exactly the same thing as I was reading that question. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can you can wrap a piece of shit in foil, but it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair enough. Can, can we add the it's entire like, entire state of Queensland? Looks like a pig, mate. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> can we add the entire state of Queensland to the people that Mitch is in solid now? So, oh, don't do that! I'm gonna I'm going to Magic Round. What are you doing? That's mate. What are you doing? Anyway, oh man! So yeah, look, oh, no. I, I reckon they'll stiffen them up a little bit. They'll certainly have some around how to play rep footy, 
and they'll certainly have some decent ideas on possibly how to counter the likes of um, Latrell and Turbo because they really put their hurt on uh, over the last couple of years. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Just real quick, though, like you look at the New South Wales team when they were begging Phil Gould to coach them. There's a reason he didn't want to go coach them. He didn't want to tarnish his legacy. They stank. He was smart to stay away. Smith, Thurston and Slater should have waited until better talent came through and then uh, done the old Mal Meninga and looked like a, a coaching genius. Anyway, that's my thought. That's true. I guess if you, yeah, you do see with uh, Big Mal is uh, how well have the Titans been going for the last five years with him as head of performance. Not <laughs> so well. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, Mitch, bit of news about Robbie Farah. Yeah, apparently there were miscommunications um, on the sideline. Um, and I feel like largely it's been overblown though, right? Like I was watching the NRL 360 thing and uh, my sense of it is that it's just the media taking it a bit too far. Robbie, I think, is a fairly um, colourful character. Uh, from what I understand, he does get along relatively well with uh, Madge. Um I wouldn't take. There are bigger concerns with the Tigers, right? Yeah. Starting with that, starting with that so, roster. Speak, yeah. Speaking of shit wrapped in foil. So, so, but basically, the long and the short of it is, there was an anonymous email uh, accusing Robert Farah of uh, going ballistic on the sideline until he had to be calmed down by other coaching staff about how badly Madge was coaching uh, to the other uh, Tigers players. So he's come Probably out. Probably happened. Yeah. yeah, he he's come out and said there's there's nothing to it. And look, the last one is Trent Robertson is COVID. Won't be on the game on the weekend. Um, I'm sure, you know, he can sort of do dodgy press conferences from his land room as well as he can, you know, in the office. You know, I'm sure there'll be some reason why the Roosters have been screwed over by the bunker this week. So We saw what happened to the Sharks week one. They lost um, when they didn't have Craig Fitzgibbon. I I really think they could have won that game had they had a, a, a bit less disruption around their preparation for round one. So... You know, we'll sort of see how that sort of impacts the Roosters. Are they? Um, are they? I think they're heading up to Townsville this week. So, um, Is you, the alarm that. bells. The alarm bells would go off if they lost to the tie, the Cowboys, wouldn't they? Mm. Like we, we said, how stinky we think they are. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, well, let's let's get to the Cowboys a little bit later on. Uh, so, Nick, stats for the week. She stats. What what's the deal, mate? So the ones that I missed a couple of hatties to. Nanai and Taylor May. So I don't think either of those are going to be replicated pretty much ever again for the rest of the season. Um, but, you know, the ones that we posted on socials, Cameron Munster put up 12 tackle busts, which was amazing. Um, he was absolutely phenomenal. Excellent try assist. We'll get into him later as well. The other one, Jake Clifford, uh, in a well-beaten night side, kicked 643 metres. Uh, but he only put up 34 fantasy points, which was pretty terrible. So... Um, anyway, that, those are sort of the things that stood out. I'm, I am trying to trawl through and find some more interesting things, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how we go. Excellent. Okay, now th- thanks for that, Nick. And uh, now, Mitch, plenty of injuries this week. What's doing, mate? Uh, so, first off the bat, let's uh, talk about Roy Stone. Ray so Stone. I think we'll, Ray Stone, sorry. Um, the, he went down. We all saw that with that... Uh, Game-winning, but uh, season-ending ACL injury. So if you have Ray Stone, that's a sell. 
Jack Hetherington, so nasty shoulder injury. They haven't described the nature of it, but it uh, sounds... Uh, uh, Phil Gould's come back. Uh, it is a it is that injury that you thought that it was. I'll, I'll pull it up now. We'll, we'll come back to him. Okay, so, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Jordan Rieke, rib cartilage. Uh, it, it, I was checking the casual water. He's predicted to be back round five, and I sort of had here... It's usually a one to two weeks return to play. They It's, it's a painful injury, so they're typically putting injections into the ribs. If you have him, um, he's probably still a hold. We did see with David Fafita last year, he was wearing that large amount of padding and there was a mild drop in performance. Um, so if you have Jordan, you can probably get away with keeping him as far as performance goes. Stefano Odo Ikamano, this is a nasty one. So syndesmosis injury and it's going to require surgery. Look, surgery timeframes can honestly range from 10 weeks to six months. They can be quite, quite a long period of time. NRL boys are generally the 10 to 12 week mark. If you have him, um, there was already concern in his current performance and with this timeout, he he's, it looks to me an absolute certain to sell. Eli Katoa, uh, an eye injury. I don't know if you boys saw anything today on the nature of the eye injury. I, I can't I, give I think a... I had a black eye, I'll be honest with you. I okay. think he just got caught around the, the so- socket, apparently. He, yep. He's named this week. Okay, beautiful. We did see with Sam Verrills, he took that head knock um, or that, that knock to the eye last year, though, and it actually ended up being a detached ret- retina. I'm really hoping it's not that because I'm an Eli Katoa owner, but I will be keeping an eye on that because occasionally those things can get missed. So just keep an eye on on the team list as they're coming out, as in the the final team list pregame. Connor Tracy, uh, HIA and hammy tightness. Um, That's usually... Is he listed this week, Stu? No, not named this week, mate. So he's uh, he's been replaced by Talakai. So he only just came back that week from... A hamstring issue. The HIA, I, if he hadn't have been back this week, he certainly would have been back the week after. When you're picking up hammy tightness repeatedly, it does start to be a bit of a concern. I would wager that he will be about three to four weeks um, coming back. They'll, they'll look to try and build him up and get him back to that peak sprinting um, sort of regime, much like they did with Tommy Turbo. That seems to be the... The buzz sort of way of curing those hamstring injuries is building them up to high levels of sprinting and using that as the form of recovery. But if he's cropping out with hamstring tightness, that'll take a week or two to settle and then then probably another week or two to build up. So if you have Connor Tracy, he's at this point a sell. And then Matt Ikavalu, um, he's been named this week. There was concern that he had an ankle syndesmosis injury, um, but he's good to go. Uh, and I found out what uh, what it is. It is a Booney Bankart fracture of the glenoid. Mate, um, the the people at home can't see that I'd written this down without without uh, actually having the knowledge of the injury. But what they described was when you have a dislocation, guys, typically you can lose a bit of the bone uh, that surrounds the socket that the shoulder sits in. Depending on how much you lose is how serious it is. For Jack to be basically told he needs surgery straight away, that is extremely serious. That'll be at least three to four months out. Uh, it's a sell and could actually end his season. So a bit sad to see that because Jack hadn't really hit his stride yet. And um, yeah, so he's out. Yeah. And uh, a couple more things from the Bulldogs, simply due to the fact that I've got Phil Gould on my Twitter. He doesn't res- talk to me, but, you know, I see what he says. And he's he's on it all the time. He must be on his phone 24-7 or take really long poops all the time. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, look, it looks like uh, uh, apart from the Jack Hetherington injury is uh, Ray uh, Fatala Mariner. Uh, 
has had a setback and he's only running at 75% of his body weight on the treadmill. Jeez. Oh, uh, so this is after the, he hasn't played since round two last year of that list, Frank, which he had the yeah, uh, bonding surgery it was the, It was the failed surgery. We spoke about this, I remember. I distinctly remember it because I had a good look at this. Uh, in our very first podcast, um, I think it could be career-ending. Mm. Uh, I, I would be very very concerned if I was him and from all reports he's meant to be a stud of a player Uh, if he does come back I cannot see how he'll be even close to the same dude Um, that's a long long time to be out and not running properly Uh, 75% of body weight guys is actually a fair whack off being anywhere near where you'd need to be for an NRL player. Well, that's what he was saying. They said they've got to get to 100% and then they can start preparation for yeah, NRL. That's for exactly NRL. right. You're not actually in the in the conversation until you're at 100%. So I, I don't think we'll see him this year. That would be my sense from Liz Franks I've seen before. So that's a real yeah. shame. And they're also saying Matt Dury is he in the same tweet. He said Matt Dury is not back until mid-season. He did ACL round 24. So we're talking about like uh, July ish time frame for response again straight from the man Phil Gould who can I say as much as you guys don't like him at least for this stuff breath of fresh air he'll just tweet it <laughs> must piss off everyone else but he'll just tweet it there's something to be said for um, you know open doors just saying it how it is I quite like it 100% well I guess that's he's got a Monday night show right you don't want stuff leaking that's not from his mouth right <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, look, we got the naughty corner here. So there's look two players before the uh, or at least uh, up for suspensions this week. So I'll deal with the easy one. Jaden Sewer gets a week for a second send off in two weeks. Uh, so I guess the Dragons will have to work on how he can manage his contact because the first one take it or leave it but twice in two weeks obviously something isn't quite right there or he's unlucky twice probably cost them four points at least it at least cost them two but possibly even four that they they look gassed after having to deal with that sharks back with 12 men so mm. he needs to he needs to sort it out if we've learned anything three rounds in uh simbins lose games yeah they're, they're certainly not winning uh, and look, the other sim being or send off in this case, Mitch Barnett, he has uh, uh, been referred straight to the judiciary. He pled guilty. He's got six weeks, so uh, which is the same amount of time with carryovers uh, that Latrell Mitchell got last year. So uh, look, I guess what do you guys think on that? Too much? Not enough? Nick? Yeah, I think when it happened, like, instantly, I just messaged you guys six to ten weeks. So, you know, that's about right, I think. Yeah, how about you, Mitch? I, I can't get on board with that. If Latrell got six weeks for one of the worst hits I've seen in, you know, 30 years of watching the NRL, I think that's gross. Either Latrell should have got ten or Barnett should have gotten four. I get that Barnett's was impossible to say that it wasn't intentional, but you can't look me straight in the eye and say that Latrell wasn't going for blood. So I do actually have a a million miles an hour. Like he just popped him as he was jogging past. Like you know, know, like I I think they're different. There's different sorts of injuries. Yeah, I I think it's a it's a different sort of um, different sort of thing. I think that the injury of Latrell's was much worse, but I think that's just lucky that Chris Smith didn't break his jaw because he well, caught them square with their elbow like across the chin. And I honestly, I think it's just a bit of a brain step from Mitch Barnett. I think he probably just meant to uh, put the forearm in the chest so he didn't get bumped over 
He's gone yep. high. He's got it wrong. He's cracked him straight across the chin. He but sort of, he, he looked genuinely upset with himself and remorseful. I didn't think that was ridiculous malice. And I, 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 we say it about Jaden Stewart, cost, cost the Knights a game. I thought they were all, they were well and truly in that contest. Um, but speaking of teams who were wrong about this year, we were wrong about the Knights. 100%. Seasoned well, young, mate. Yeah, well, look, look, that's where we got, uh, you know, where we went wrong. So, because we've just been through where the NRL players went wrong. So, look, I'll let you guys start because I'm sure something come back to me. I I don't remember anything egregious from me last week apart from perhaps a couple of uh, the size of the couple of wins for me. How about you, Nick? What have you got? <laughs> um, as I, yo, I was banging on him about a captaincy choice. I even made a social media post about it. And I actually saw some, so I saw some, sorry, soul on, I think, in our fantasy talk saying she got talked into it. And I, I'm feeling so guilty. I, I couldn't say anything. I'm like, oh my God. I've had it on my conscience. To, to anyway. be fair, up until maybe five minutes until the game was over, it looked like um, Haas was about to pull out the exact same friggin' score. It's only due to that big tackle break, line break, you know, that he did at the end there that he got up to his 60s. Yeah, and, and I think because they had the send-off, I think the Panthers, he just went through the hands more rather than trying to punch through the middle. They didn't really have to, you know, so he just, he was more of a link. Um, but a, he, still picked, he still picked up the three Dalian points, so he's actually topping the league. So I don't feel bad in the sense that he was named best on field. It just didn't translate to fantasy on the, on the day. I think we'll see more of this when Cleary comes back. It was something I was talking about last week and why I didn't end up pulling the trigger on Yo is what we saw on Saturday. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as Cleary comes back in. He might crack out the odd high 50, low 60 score, but I think 47 is getting close to where he truly is. So it actually might be time or getting close to time to eject on Isaiah um, and maybe go for Cam Murray, who who seems to be really um, doing everything at the Rabbits, which we'll get to later. Mm. All right, Mitch, what have you got, mate? Look, mate, uh, because it's a segment, I was trying to find something I did wrong, so I went for Tom Starling. I, it was more than anything, I, and I ended up getting him, so I don't know if I can call this wrong, but I did show some concern over his role and ability to make cash. Um, should have held the faith as he has been the number one hooker in Canberra for two friggin' years, and Ricky Stewart just can't see it. Maybe I should go coach the Raiders. Hopefully Schneider can stay healthy and continue to improve as the Raiders are a different team with a competent half. When they've got Starling able to run the ball and keep it direct and Jack White and sort of playing his running game, um, they're a dangerous team. And, uh, I, I, you know, what we saw in the second half is what we saw in 2020 from the Raiders. So I love watching them play and I hope they can keep it up. Fair enough. And, yeah, that definitely sounds good, guys. Well, look, let's have a look at this week's uh, this week's games. So uh, first game for the week uh, guys, get excited for this one on Thursday Night Football. We have the Titans versus the West Tigers at Seabus Stadium. Oh. I'll be so rushing we... home after work for that one, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, the Titans, they looked the goods for the first half last week before they forgot how to play. And the Tigers, well, they look for the first good, uh, good in the first half of week one before, uh, yeah, looking terrible the last couple of weeks. So, uh, look, Titans are well favourites on this one. I think they're probably the tightest uh, favourites for the week. Uh, sorry, but look, a bit of change in the Titans team. Nick, take us away. What are the changes in that Titans team? Oh, I see Jermaine Asako's got the fullback role. Yep. So he's taken over um, Campbell. 
Yep. And then what? We got Corey Thompson, who's taken over. Sammy. Sammy. And then I think that's pretty much it. I'm not sure what's happened to either of those blokes. Stu, give us a lowdown. Uh, look, uh, there's a rib issue. Uh, it looks like that he picked up late in the piece for Campbell. And Philip Sammy, it looks like some sort of minor foot complaint. So Corey Thompson and come back in there. So he's uh, both of them dropped straight out of the uh, 24. So it looks like uh, Asako signing was pretty prescient on behalf of the Titans. He did get crunched, I did see at one point. Uh, Jaden Campbell trying to run the ball back. Just got a real rib there and stayed on the ground for a little while. Ah, uh, right. So, and he's just, he's not a big bloke. So, if he got crunched, it would have hurt a fair bit, I imagine. Um, so, look, I guess, and then on the other side, so the Tigers, we have the big change of this week. Stefano Udoekamanu has syndesmosis injury. So he's been replaced in the same Musgrove actually moves to the main size. Not Alex Twal, like I would have thought. Kelma Tuilagi is back after his HIA woes, so get on him. Uh, apart from that, guys, Luke Garner moves, because uh, Tuilagi is back in, Luke Garner moves back to the bench, as does Alex Seifarth, who I thought actually did okay in a losing team the other day. So, and the other one is uh, Jake Simkin is entirely out of the 17. Jacob Little is back to playing 80 minutes. And, oh, Stafford Toa is also out of the side. Uh, Ken Mamalo is back. So, uh, guys, looking at this, thoughts. Uh, I guess thoughts on uh, thoughts on the teams. Nick? Yeah, um... Uh, in terms of fantasy relevant players, I saw um, Luciano Laidlua. Um, he he should have scored that controversial try. I don't know why they didn't send it up. So a 623k cracked out of 56, and this week he's got a 62 break even. So if you got him, I know people are a bit sour on him, but you know if you added uh, you know, another eight points to that, he would have um, made you a little bit of cash that week, and you know he's sort of a proven fantasy scorer. So I definitely hold him. The other one to bring up is Bo Fermor, who, you know, I think I was high on and I didn't pull the trigger in, in, in the end, but regretting it now, obviously. Um, he's only got a 17 break even still this week and he just, he looks a bit awkward, but he, he scored a try and then he set one up for Brian Kelly, I think, as well. And he just, he just is performing. There's no, there's no other way of explaining it. Like, he's just performing and he's on a good left edge. Um, Brimson's making him look good, so I still have him as a buy. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all from me from these teams. Excellent. Mitch? Yep, so I have just the two. I have Stefano Urukamano, who we talked about before. We were already a little bit concerned about how he was going with the syndesmosis. Sell, sell, sell. And then I've also got, who I thought I did, uh, David Fafita. I actually don't think his value's bottomed out just yet. He's about as classic a chuck a star on him player as we can get. He had 47 points with six missed tackles. His break even sits at 78. Sooner or later, he's going to hit his stride, guys. Um, and I really think that'll be sometime around when this Haas pairing figures it out. So maybe even post-origin. Um, will be the time to pick him up. So really just keep an eye on David. He, he's a super high quality player but if you don't yet have him now is not the time yeah 100% he's even even against this Tigers team uh, look he might have a good week this week but I, I just feel like um, he'll more. then bottom back out to the, the 40s and 50s I, I don't think I'll pick him up pre-origin at this point 
Yeah, it, it's more the uh, he'll have an under sevens week this week where they might throw it to me, <laughs> might bash up some dudes like for a big one, but it'll be solo. It won't be planned. Uh, look for myself uh, as a Toby Sexton owner. Look, he got forty four last week. Uh, he did very well in the first half, as did the Titans, and obviously they didn't do as well in the second half. They just lost control of the ball, so the Titans went a bit sideways there. Uh, I've got him as a hold. He's 48 break-even this week. So he had a game which they got overrun, but I think he'll learn from the experience. His floor seems around the 44-45 mark, so he's got a 45, a 61, and a 44. So that's pretty solid. Um, look, if you weren't going to upgrade, you'd have to have to pick someone pretty useful so uh but look for me he's a hold apart from that guys uh look jermaine don't get on jermaine sarko he'll he's not got the ter- got the spot long term uh i'm just trying to think if there's anything else and same with zane musgrove because i know that people might be looking for a cheap uh cheap middle i'm not sure that zane musgrove is the uh, solution at the tigers they've got alex twile they got Tyrone Peachy. They all play big minutes there, so I'm not sure that uh, Zane Musgrove is going to... No, not fantasy relevant, even at starting prop. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that he's going to punch out massive scores for us. Um, plus, you've probably got a week. His break-even is... Oh, his break-even is 22. So I guess if it goes massive, but more like it's like a 35 this week, you still got time. As, you're, as, you're just burning as, trades. As you said, Stu, you want to get 100K. There's no way there's 100K there. Yeah, not likely. Oh, 333 to get to 430 is a middle. It's not too hard. It's just how quickly will he do it? I, I feel very nervous about the stability of this Tigers team. Like, um, say they pull the trigger on a new coach, then, you know, it's all up in the air after that. That's true. Oh, it's more just me looking at their depth roster. Like, really, they've got Thomas, like, literally looking at the team right now. Like, true, you probably run Alex Twal instead of Zane Musgrove as your starting prop. Um, but apart from that, they've got like Thomas McKayley and then you're really like down to like little nuggets. So in, in the back line, like just, uh, I guess was really down into Reggie squads. So to, to, to round up their 24, I don't know what's happened to the rest of the team. I'll be completely honest with you. So look guys, uh, I think we all got the Titans to win. Uh, Mitch, how, how much have you got the Titans to win by? Titans by six. I think it'll probably be bigger, but I almost want to see the Tigers win. Poor Madge looked like he he, was, he just had no answer. I feel like the guy needs a win, and if he doesn't get it this week, I don't know when it's going to happen, but Titans by six. Excellent. I've got uh, Titans by 22. Yep, and I've got the Titans by 10. I've split the baby on that one. So the um, But look, the Tigers could win this one, but I, th- I reckon the Titans will turn things around after that second week collapse. Uh, versus the Raiders last week. All right, let's move to the Friday night game. This one should be a much better game. So uh, 6 p.m. game, we had the Sharks versus the Knights over at Shark Park, or should I say Points Bet Gamble Stadium uh, <laughs> at Cronulla. So uh, look, let's having a look at the Sharks team list, uh, it's pretty similar to last week. So you see Fatalakai moves from the second row to the centres uh, due to the fact that Connor Tracy has done his hammy. Uh, Teague Wilton comes back into the side after being suspended for, uh, you know, taking out one of the legs of Mitch Moses or both of them while he was in the air. And that's pretty much it. It's just one player out, one player move, one player in. So 
And Nick, do you want to take us through the Knights team? Uh, we've got Kalen Pronger back this week at fullback, taking over Tex Hoy. Brody Jones, uh, we spoke about him preseason. Um, his PPM is pretty pretty average, but if he can lock down some minutes, maybe he can make some cash in the second row for Mitch Barnett. And Suaso Sue comes onto the bench. I've I think for Matthew Croker would be my guess. Yes, um, Matthew Croker has moved off. But yeah, it's looking like a much more complete. Um, side as we as we sort of progress through the season, particularly that back five. Ooh, that's 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 speed, athleticism, skill. Ooh, very nice. Hundred percent. So, um, yeah. So, guys, uh, Mitch, who are you thinking about this week from the Sharks and the Knights? Yeah, I got a few. Uh, first up's Cam McInnes. So, thirty-four points in fifty-one minutes. At this point, he's a chuck a star and wait for the drop in the drop in value. The main issue I see for Cam guys is that I don't know if he's going to get the minutes moving forward in a team that's loaded with talent that can play long minutes. Uh, Nick, I know that you're big on McInnes and, and the Sharkies. Do you see Cam getting the minutes with players like Finucane rolling about at the moment? No, I mean that was the biggest concern uh, preseason. Is you know when you just look at their forward packets. A lot of guys who aren't really impact guys for 20 or 30 minutes. It's a lot of 50, 55 plus minute kind of guys. So um, that's the biggest concern. I don't think he'll get it at this stage. So definitely wait until he gets the 80 minutes. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, yeah, you're going to. I, I just reckon that um, at some point he might be uh, drinking from Blake Braley's milkshake. So I reckon that uh, Blake, if he knew that he was going to play 60 minutes every week, he might his PPM might pick up a bit. And um, he's attacking threat because he knows he doesn't need to make the 80. And if you had McKinnis filling in for 20 there, 40 in the middle, I reckon that both of them, like, as a team would benefit, but fantasy-wise, possibly not. So he's definitely chuck a star, wait and see, because he's currently at 694k, 91 break-even. That gives that team some interesting options with McKinnis and Braley both able to to, to play in, in uh, hooker. Oof. That's... Yeah, guys, I, I was looking at Braley, actually. He's 661K. He scored 55 this week, and he's got a 38 break even. So you don't think he's a buyer because he's got 91K in price rises so far in the first three rounds. So he's sort of like I test. He's sort of looking like a keeper, and Sharks are performing how I expected, but, you know, according to everyone else, you know, above expectations. So um, based upon this Cam McInnes, Blake Braley sort of um, – a scenario we've got here uh, you sort of think he's not a buy then oh look I've I've just got questions about him whether he's a keeper like he'll probably rate he'll probably rise in value he'll probably get to that 750 or 700 mark like his brother did last year it's the question of at some point if you've got a fully fit Cam McInnes fully fit Dalfa Nukane and fully fit uh, Braden Braley in that side they probably all get 60, 55 to 60 each if it would make sense, wouldn't it? Rather than, you know, it's when you've got one guy pumping out 80, one guy 60, one guy 50 or 40. So... I, 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 you want. This is true, but there's something I've been noticing that's been prevalent through the first three to four rounds is that we're not seeing as many of the 80-minute players. A couple of your classic 80-minute players... I know we were promised Tal Malolo for bigger minutes. Haas isn't playing 80 minutes. It looks like teams to respond to Volandi's balls Landy Ball he, uh, playing their long minute plays in shorter bursts so I actually think Stu's probably right that Braley's going to lose some of that milkshake um, 
just to play a more intense style of game. And, and maybe if you have him after the next round or so, look to cash him out. The other thing I would say is they're likely playing McInnes in. Um, I think they'll build him up to 65 minutes over the next couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, yeah, 100%. Look, even Wade Egan last year, who was an 80-minute specialist, right? This year, 60 minutes, 59 minutes, 75. So even he's getting spelled. So, all right. Um, Nick, you had uh, Blake Braley. Who else have you got there? I've got Jake Clifford, uh, 582K. Um, we mentioned before uh, he sort of underperformed. Um, he's only got a 29 break even still, guys. So he's still a hold. So don't um, – he had no tackle busts and n- nothing else in a 12-man uh, slide for most of the game. So just hold on. Don't panic. Um, it's not warning signs. He just had, you know, one average game because the, the team got beat. And that, that's sort of uh, me from this game. Uh, sorry to cut in before, Mitch. Who else have you got in your um, list? Oh, oh, good, mate. I've got uh, Kurt Mann. So if you kept Mann, well done. I know there were whispers amongst different sort of uh, social medias that... Mate, there was were... doubt. There was serious doubt. Yeah, I'll say to the listeners, we never had any doubt. We've been high on Kurt Mann the whole way, particularly once he picked up that mid-roll. Uh, he lost 10 minutes to an unusual uh, sort of injury. I think he took a hit to the nuts, um, which, uh, which I believe so there was whispers, but I don't know if there's truth to this, but I certainly saw him coming on. He had an HIA assessment for it. Like, is, is yeah. that true? Like, uh, Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> now, my rugby union coverage uh, for the season starts this week, and I, and I can assure you I won't be HIAing anyone when they take a hit to the nads, but there you go. That's that's the NRL at the moment. Um, he managed 45 tackles, one line break, two line break assists, an offload, and one turnover. He passed the eye test from my mind from our mum, but certainly looked better again. Um, if you're going to get on him, I don't know, Stu, would you say this is kind of the last week? Uh, yeah, yeah. basically he's kicked If it's not already gone. Rises. No, look, he's kick-started his price rises, so you've got a bit of time there. His, his break-even is... What's his break-even, Nick? Oh, I've got a um, uh, I've got a 20. 20. So, no, you've got a week to get on. He'll he'll reach it. And so him, you know, you can probably just wait a straight spot for him to someone like uh, uh, Brandon Smith, to Cam McInnes, if he picks up a... Like, once we know what his role is, one of these guys who's dropping in value, you know, you... I swapped those guys at some point, or even a uh, Tohu Harris who comes off the bench returning from his knee injury. The other one I've got is Mitch Barnett. So we talked about him before. Real quick, he had one point. Uh, looks a sell after that send-off if you're unfortunate enough to have him. Um, I think I recommended him when we were chatting with Stu last week, and I said, Mitch Barnett could be worth a look here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh glad God. I said no to that one. <laughs> yeah, you, Stu shut that down. <laughs> and yet you had the best round out of the three of us. He's got six oh, weeks off, mate. guys. And uh, look, he's a possible consideration um, as a pickup post-suspension, but we were sort of talking before and um, something Stu said is at that point, he might not be worth the cash. So he's another chucker star player like uh, David Fafida. Um, Stu, who you've got this week, mate? Uh, look, uh, Leo Thompson. So out of the cheapies, he's probably the best cheapie under 300k still left. Break even a uh, one. So he scored 37 last round. Uh, their depth has not gotten any better. It's probably gotten worse because they've traded out Mitch Barnett from Brody Jones, who's a good player. But um, 
look probably the last week to hop on to get your hundred grand out of him. So uh, for Leo, uh, another score of a couple of forties. We'll see him, you know, sort of high three hundreds, maybe four hundred k. Uh, Brody Jones, who we did, I just mentioned, three hundred twenty-five thousand twenty-five break even. He's been out due to COVID. Uh, look, he looked good when he was playing uh, last year. He played big minutes. He plays tough. What do you guys think about Brody Jones? Oh no, nah, I'm not in personally. But um, yeah, Mitch. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to you, Stu. If you knew a guy who was looking to get Cleary uh, and got rid of a really good mid player and he wanted a little bit of extra coverage at either mid or edge, would you go Leo Thompson or Brody Jones? I'd go Leo Thompson because you're going to make your money back. Uh, Brody Jones is probably six weeks, but Brody did lock down that spot. I reckon the, the quick money is probably with Leo, right? Uh, whereas Brody, you've got a guaranteed... How long's Fitzgibbon out for? Six weeks. Oh, Fitzgibbon. Uh, hang on. We said it last week. Do you remember the injury? Was it syndesmosis? I think it might have been. No, it's knee. Keep right. going, Matt. I'll, I'll sort it out. Yeah, all good. So, anyway, look, uh, Brody Jones, it's a bit of ifs and ours because uh, Fitzgibbon will walk straight back into that team, especially as it currently stands with so many uh, middles and edges out. So, look, uh, Brody Jones is a bit of a risk. Can you get your 100, 150 grand out of him? I'm not sure. I'd probably go with Leo Thompson, I'll be honest. Uh, especially because they're um, they're going to probably have a tough game versus the Sharks. And, look, Chris Randall's the last one, 467K. So, you've already made some money off him. But he's, he only had a 38 last week. I think they took a bit of a hit because the Panthers started going wide, uh, 2 to 12 men. Uh, but he's still only got a 20 break even. Guys, he's a hold. And I reckon you'll still get to 600K with Chris Randall by the, by the look of things. What do you guys reckon, uh, Chris? Stu, just to go back to Fitzgibbon, uh, grade two to three MCL, he's out for six to eight weeks minimum. Okay, so really, so we've got at least five weeks probably left of that. So look, if you want to hop on to Brody Jones, you've probably got five weeks. Is that enough? Just. But I'll probably go Leah. Uh, moving on, uh, Chris Randall, uh, guys, holds. Uh, I reckon he'll make, get to 600K. What about you guys? Oh, he's yep. a tackling machine and the Knights look good. So short answer, yep. 100%. And my the, my other answer is that Jacob Little got to 600 grand, so he should make it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, how are we seeing this game? Mitch, your prediction for the game? I love that $3 price point and I was talking to our resident Knights fan uh, Samantha Who and we both think the Knights are pretty spicy at $3 so I've got the Knights by 10 I think I think the Sharks are due for another loss oh. and, that, and look it's the year of the forward pack boys we're seeing that every week and I rate the Knights forward pack over the Sharks one but it'll be close fair enough uh, Nick what have you got I'm backing my Sharks up, up Cronulla by 16. Excellent. And look, I've got the Sharks by eight. I reckon that uh, it's possibly the year of the forward, but I reckon the Sharks have it over the Knights as far as the forwards go. Just due to the fact that their depth, uh, the Knights are really, really struggling there. Whereas uh, if you look at the Sharks team, they've got uh, Tolman, McInnes, and Fafita all coming off the bench. 
So that's uh, how many games there? What, 600 games rolling off the bench at you? Wow. Anyway. So, they, they are a classy team. I think, um, geez, if I had a tenner that I was going to put on a premiership contender or a grand finalist, I'd put it on the Sharks tomorrow. Mm, they, 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 like, like wow. Uh, yeah, well, just uh, for people listening to the podcast at home, uh, Mitch is not a Sharks fan, so despite the fact none of us are, <laughs> despite the fact that we had Sharks in premiership contenders, everyone thought that we must be Sharks fans for that. Oh, so. I- I'm probably the most anti-Shark fan out there. So for me to say that, it's a big bloody deal. Oh, fair enough. All good. So uh, that's that game. Now we get to... I'm not sure whether it'll be game of the round, I'll be honest with you. But look, it's the Friday night late game. Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, this is out at Penrith Stadium. So uh, the Panthers... Uh, well, guys, the biggest news of the round. Nathan Cleary is back. Ew. Sean O'Sullivan is completely out of the 24. He must be busted. Uh, apart from that, Scott Sorensen is back from a bit of shoulder soreness. So he's playing on an edge to replace Chris Smith, who failed his HIA. Uh, outside of that, the bench is pretty similar. Lindsay Smith is at 16. The other big news, Liam Martin is hanging around at 19. And Fisher-Harris is hanging around at 24, which means is that their chances of playing. So it looks like Fisher-Harris probably 50-50, Liam Martin about the same. Uh, the other news, Eddie Blacker is heading around, hanging around at 21. So if he gets a bit of game time, could be an interesting times. Uh, and on the Rabbitohs team, Nick, what are we looking at? No changes, just the 18th man. I think Blake Taft's come in. I have no idea who was 18th man last week, but it's an unchanged uh, one to 17. Was. So, but I think Blake Taft's come back from that ankle injury. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that he sustained um, in the last trial. So, uh, guys, I might kick off with this one. Uh, Cleary, he's back because this is the big one. We're going to have the chat, guys. We do. So look, he's worth $1.05 million. That is, you know, a lot of cash. He's got an 81 break even, though that's fan hub numbers. Really, the numbers are around 74 because people aren't hitting their break evens at the moment. Uh, so, guys, thoughts on Nathan Cleary? Nick? Mate, I'm toying with... Um, I actually made uh, plans last week to bring Cleary in this week. So I've got 481k sitting in the bank. Woohoo! Yeah, so I'm I'm locked and loaded. It's just who do I move? So um, I need to move someone who's worth uh, just under 600k. So my 600k contenders that I can move, Payne Haas, Jai Arrow, Matt Burton, uh, Ewan Aitken, Nico Hines, James Desco, or Ryan Pappenhausen. So... Believe it or not, I'm not touching any of my wing fullbacks. They're my pick and sticks. Just leave them. I'm, I was actually thinking Jai Arrow or Ewan Aitken uh, potentially as my, my moves. Um, Ewan Aitken hasn't gone all that well. And Jai Arrow, um, I'm just going to snake in here. I was going to talk about Jai Arrow in a sec. He only scored a 50 um, in 56 minutes. So Liam Knight's backs. Well, it... it it's more his minutes. His 56 minutes uh, with Liam Knight back. And I'm a bit worried as a fantasy owner. So I, I can't recommend Jaya as a buy anymore just due to a bit more competition for the spots in the middle where 
Jai was going from the edge into the middle and Jacob Host would then jump on that edge, but I'm a bit worried about that. So long story short, I think I may just go light in the mids and move um, Jai Arrow on, I think, or yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I think, I don't know, would you guys wait a week, Mitch? Are you going to wait a week potentially or do you have any intentions to bring him in? Uh, it's It's one of those things that I'm grappling with because... I don't think he's going to... I could eat my be forced to eat crow here. I don't think he's going to increase in value all that much this year. It's an 81 break even, guys. Like, if he's doing that again, my God. But um, I am concerned about Haas's minutes. He did. He was lucky to get to the point he did last week, and he's break even 65 this week. So while he wouldn't lose heaps of cash, I'm not keen on losing any cash. And the big issue I've had this year that, that has killed me and I'm sure killed a lot of fantasy players out there is the captaincy. And I know with Cleary, I'm guaranteed about 150 points a week. So I can put him as captain and I can sleep over the weekend and not be waking with hot sweats in the night going, ah, got to have a new captain, need a new captain. We said it in the start of the season, Cleary is a must-have. So I'm going to have to bring him in. Hmm. And I, I've made plans to do it. I have about 360 sitting there waiting for him. So Who, who are you, you know. training out for him? Us. Oh. Yeah, not fair call fair call uh, I, I think I'm concerned about the minutes and the style of footy we're seeing from coaches this year the 80 minute player is not going extinct but is becoming a rarer entity outside of uh, the halves and the uh, and, outside backs and, that, and that's why I want to put my put my cash put my captains fair enough alright um, no just problem. as a quick Quick thing as well. Um, Panthers have the bye round thirteen, but clearly, yeah, he won't. He won't play it anyway. Yeah, it won't, won't, won't make a difference, will it? Okay, um, Stu, what are you doing? Uh, look, I'm fifty fifty in the line for him. I've got to kill Ethan Bullimore off, right? So that, like, I was hoping a double jump this week and that Ethan would get some minutes, but he just he stunk last week. He's only lost fifteen k, uh, so I'm not too sad about it, but. You know, I've got to shift him this week because his break-even is now very high and he's off the bench. So I do want to trade him. Uh, I've got a couple options there. I can ping off Teddy to do it. Uh, that will work for me. But um, if I do hit them and bully more, I can't bring in Taylor May as well. So uh, probably a little bit of work for me about whether I, you know, how I find the cash and finagle the way in. The other guy I kind of want this week as well is uh, whether I can get Ben Hunt in. So, and that's a that's a big double jump. So I've got to work out how to do that. Um, so can you yes, even swing that? I can. It's going to be ugly as though. How? More, more than likely, it would. Um, more than likely, it would be like bringing Benny Hunt this week, free up some cash elsewhere, and then uh, bringing Cleary next week. Mm. So, yeah. Exactly. So, if I was going to do that, it's uh, it's it's going to be rough. So I've got about three fifteen k in the bank. Um. So, but look, guys, you do have a week to wait because even if like I'm just having a look at Nathan Cleary now, uh, at the break evens, just say just say he cracks out a ninety, right? He comes out, he absolutely creams the Souths, right? You know, he kicks for 500 metres, he scores the try, sets up three others, you know, and everything else doesn't get kicked in the nads. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he only gains 9K the first week on a 90, right? Maybe 20K because of the way that the break-evens are working at the moment. So really, it's not game-breaking. Now, of course, if you're playing for overall points, that will hurt. If he gets a 90 and you're got Haas, you pulls out to, say, a 60. But it's not an absolute killer as far as you want to afford him. Uh, look, let, let's go through the rest of the team. So, look, we all kind of want Cleary. It's just how to fit him in. So I guess that's going to be some, some measure of effort this week. The next one is uh, on the opposite end, Spencer Lenu. So 354k, he got 14. And in a week... That's so disappointing. Yeah, man. Like, especially after the 53 put up against the Dragons. So, and the 14, it, he only got 32 minutes. So that's that's ugly. Um, we, we saw that coming, though. We did. Like, but, but everyone's hoping, like, I guess everyone wants him to be a 55-minute player. Like, when a couple of guys are injured, everyone wants him to punch out big scores and whatever else. But I just, I don't think it's happening, guys. I think he's purely there for impact, right? Like, Absolutely. So you're banking on him having a big attacking day like he did against St. George. And as we said last week, it's unlikely to be forthcoming. Yeah, 100%. And look, I don't think the Panthers, for some reason, maybe it's in his contract if he gets more than 40 minutes, he gets an extra 100 grand or something like that, you know. So who, who knows? He, he just he does not play more than about 35 minutes a game. So Spencer Lenu, I would say, is a roll gold sell. Uh, get on someone else. Get on Leo Thompson. Get on Max King if you're not on there. Uh, look, going through the rest of these team, Nick, who else are you looking at? Uh, Taylor May, we were all really happy with. Um, did, did you guys pick him up? I, I got him this week. You guys? No, I didn't. I thought he was a Xavier Coates in a different jersey and, and he kind of is mate with three tries like how no, many no, often no, is he no. going to no 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 don't 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 give me that slander Stu did you get him I didn't get him I had uh, I, I got Leo Thompson oh, boys and, um, no no I it's got, so good it, I got I got uh, I got Jeremiah Nana he cracked out 63 so I'm not crying yeah I, yeah, I got enough. Leo Thompson who earned me 50k and um, so I wasn't too bad off there and I also got uh, uh, Tommy Starling so I think I did all right there, but look, Taylor May is definitely my plans for this week. 335k. Yeah, bring him in, guys. Break even of five. He did score three, as we mentioned, 50 times. Um, he will get the wing fullback DPP, uh, and I don't think they'll rush Brian Toa back based upon the quality of May, you know? Um, it seems like a, a like-for-like swap, basically. Yeah, very powerful, gets low, finishes well. You know, uh, plays what he sees, so he's not just waiting on his wing. He'll be like quite proactive and a really hardworking kind of winger as well. So, absolutely bring him in, guys. Hundred hmm. percent. And look at Jairo, who we've talked about. So he's basically a hold if you if you got him. Is that correct, Nick? I'm holding, but I might flog him. I've yeah, I'll just have to you know um, do, do a bit of meditation over that one. <laughs> he's burned you two years straight, mate. No, no, you know he hasn't. He hasn't burned me. I, I, I'd be happy to keep him. I just, it's to bring in Cleary, and like to be honest, like I'm really happy with my team. So I might just wait the week for Cleary, just based upon what Stu was saying. You know, worst comes to worst, I just got to find extra nine k if he just absolutely blows the doors off. But 
I suppose, too, if, if Cleary does crack a 90, you're missing out on a captain's 90. That, that's what, I mean? what I'm worried about. I, I want to start clawing up our boom or bust league, so yeah. I, can't, I can't fuck around, basically. Okay, so, okay, see you, I'll bring in Cleary then. I, I know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just looking to chin you guys up into a head-to-head league, so I, I'm making choices on cash at the moment rather than necessarily points. As long as I'm winning my head-to-heads, I don't mind. Um, Mitch, what do you got? Uh, just real quick, so uh, Lachlan Elias, I, I think he still remains a hold, guys. He started to show some signs of taking control of this team. Wouldn't say he passed the eye test, but he's getting closer to doing it. He had five missed tackles, and that definitely hurt his score. Managed to have some good attacking stats, so three tackle busts and a line break assist. Hopefully the Rabbits pack can maintain the rage and give him enough room to develop. Viliama uh, Kikau, I talked about it last week. This is the kick-out coaster. He had 72 points in the first half against the Dragons, minus six in the second, and then he cracked out 14 points against a night side with 12 players. We talked about this, stay away from him, and uh, I had Spencer Lino, but I think Stu covered everything I wanted to say there, so that's all I had on them. Sweet as. Okay, now look, I've got the Panthers by 10. Uh, Nick? I got a nail by the guys, Panthers by two. We Mitch? Uh, the Rabbits can't back up after that sort of game and Nathan Cleary's back Panthers by 18 there we go okay so we've got the Panthers there so look I'll I'll speed up a little bit Uh, we have the next game Warriors versus the Broncos at Redcliffe so short drive for everyone there Uh, we have a couple of changes or a couple of news from the Warriors so uh, Jack Murchie has come into the uh, 17. So he's come onto the bench. Uh, we've got Ellie Katoa has passed through that uh, that eye injury, that head knock basically from the week before. Uh, that's just about it for the team. Uh, oh, and Sean Johnson is lurking in the side at 24. So be warned. Not that I hopefully any of you bought Chanel Harris Tavita or Cody Nicarima. Uh, no sign of Ash Taylor. Apparently his injury is a little bit worse the first feed and on the Broncos team uh, Ryan James finally gets the start that we were all calling for guys so he's starting at 8 Kenan Palacia is gone to 11 uh, due to the injury to Kurt Capewell Jordan Rickey's name despite those ribs at 12 TC Rabadi has come back from Reggie's at 16 Billy Walters is still hanging at 17 and Thomas Flegler is back from suspension straight to the fourteen. So, guys, uh, Mitch, what are your thoughts on uh, Warriors and Broncos? Uh, yeah, just got a couple of plays here. I might start off with Payne Haas. And it was actually a question for the panel. Uh, are we concerned about his minutes moving forward in this Broncos team? I know Stu sort of spoke about it last week and we sort of shouted you down. He has a break-even of 65 this week, so he's unlikely to drop significant value. Um, but I've put it here, and it's I've pretty well already said it. Is it worth looking one more week to see what happens, or should we pull the trigger and swap to Cleary? Oh, it's it's, it's tough, isn't it? It's. I need to do some meditation with you, Nick. Can you can you come down to Blakehurst? <laughs> oh, you just need to sit and mull this one over. Yeah, the main streets of Blakehurst, mate. Uh, look, minutes, he went from 70 to 60 to 57. Uh, and look, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, up until that last minute, I was really worried that he was going to get a 40 score. He's an accumulator. He's not a, like, that tackle bust is actually pretty rare for him. 
right? That, that's what I mean. Like my, uh, I want it off the train or off the bus. I'm hitting that stop button like absolute mad at the moment. Um, the, the issue is you, you still got to keep your middles up. So like you've got to have a, some plan for next week about what you're going to do. That's the only worry. Yeah, I, I'm, I've got, I'll have about 200K cash sitting there to deal with that and I'll probably jump off the Josh King sort of bandwagon and look to move to someone who's a little bit better but I just wanted to throw that one to you guys but we'd already sort of spoken about and then the other one is Rocco Berry um, maybe time to look at trying to swap for um, May um, Berry had 13 points no real attacking stats but he, he seems to be suffering from a lack of SJ and the overall attacking potency of the Warriors and possibly playing outside you and Aitken and we did flag that as a potential issue <laughs> in the very first TLT and it's coming to fruition guys so they're a bit of foresight 100% SJ that's had what the bypass to bypass you and Aitken yeah. <laughs> and that's why Rocket Berry did okay for a few games but obviously you know Chanel Harris Tavita's not quite happy to throw that cut at a ball yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't worked out that it won't ever get any wider otherwise <laughs> I could just see that that cutout below you and Aiken just plucking it out of the sky going, no, no, that's mine. <laughs> you threw me a bad pass. It's like, it wasn't bad for you. <laughs> anyway, all good. Yeah, no, definitely Rocco Berry is a worry for me. Uh, Nick, who else have you got? I have you um, and Aitken, uh, we just mentioned. He's on my chopping block, I think. Um, I had high hopes for him sort of mid-50s preseason. He scored 45 this week. He's got a 44 break even. So he's definitely not a sell. He's just a guy I'm sort of thinking moving on. Um, I was sort of, I sort of shot myself in the foot because I've got Burton, um, Aitken and Lomax. So I sort of got three guys in my centers, um, final team sort of centers. So perhaps Burton will have to be a halfback. But um, anyway, that's just for my own team, but definitely hold Aitken. The other one, Stags, guys, he's got a 21. Break even of uh, 66. Uh, I think he's a hold. So he's actually trading at 100K discount. So, I mean, if you bought him in the first place, um, you clearly don't listen to the podcast. We told you not to. But in the event that you missed that episode, um, definitely hold him because otherwise he's just crystallizing the loss. And he actually just looks so good at the moment. Very powerful. We'll get more tackle busts. He's building that combination with Cobbo, who's definitely a rookie type winger. So, um, yeah, I just wouldn't think about it too much. Just hang on to him and, um, you know, put out some fires elsewhere. Yeah, you were stood up by Val Holmes a few times, though. But so I guess we'll see what's happening for Stags. He, he just had a bad game. He had a frustrating night and, you know, that happens. So don't don't overthink it. Fair enough. Uh, look, I've got Ellie Katoa, uh, 43K. He's got a break even of 45. Look, HI affected games, guys. You cannot avoid that. Some guys, you just get whacked occasionally. So his price rises will slow for this. But look, SJ's back very shortly. So if you still got him, hold him. Uh, Kobe Hetherington scored a 43 last week, 416K. But look, guys, we've got Flegger back. So they're pretty much back to their proper starting uh, contingent here. So I would say do not get too excited. I would hold. Um, Billy Walters is another one. He's at 346k. He's got an 18 break even. Uh, guys, have a exit plan for what you do with Billy Smith money because at if you're scoring 20s each week with that 25 minutes he's getting instead of 30s, uh, it'll be definite time to sell very shortly. 
Yeah, we've got one more week, I think, to, to, to deal with him. If you can't fit him in, uh, do something about it this week, you do one more, I'd say. Yeah, I, I'm it. surprised Kevy hasn't pulled the trigger. Like, they haven't looked like the same attacking team we saw round one when he wasn't in the halves. Um, Albert Kelly is not working like they, they thought he might. I, I would be, I'm looking and hoping to see Walters maybe jag that 5-8. So I'm going to hold one, maybe two more weeks just in the hopes that he can get that spot right 100% uh, yeah or even off Jake he, Turpin I'll be honest so yeah I think you said that last week actually Stu that he might get some minutes at, at Hooker he, he just he, he looks great in the field I, I said it last week he's a victim of reverse nepotism he really is mm. he part of the issue was is that he was playing a bit of Hooker but it was kind of like on the offense Hooker so he was just doing a bit of ball passing instead of ball running uh, so let's see whether we can see some more from him this week uh, and the last one, Pat Carrigan, guys. There's a bit of a question for you guys. 644K. He scored a 69. He was probably the best forward on the field uh, for there. So 36 break even. Exit for Talmalola Ernest. Do you reckon Pat Carrigan could be a destination, guys? He looks to have locked down that 13. He's beaten Kobe Hetherington for that spot. What do you guys reckon? I'll throw this one to Nick, given he's the Talmalolo owner. I ejected Tamalolo last week. I'm very happy with that. Uh, he's off my book, so that's why I've got 480k just sitting there for Cleary. So um, I'm very glad I ejected that. Um, I would definitely eject Tamalolo. He just, I know he had that really nice try assist um, to Griffin uh, Neem, which was which was just beautiful. That was a great try. Um, Paddy Carrigan, he just looks like an absolute stud getting back. He, he did have an uptick in minutes this week, but he's looking like his stud self from, was it a couple of years ago in 2020? Yeah, um, yeah, when he sort of had that. Season. Yeah, so I think he could be hitting towards um, 700 plus K again, guys. And only 3.38% ownership. So, yeah, a bit of a pod. Mm, 100%. Look, uh, oh yeah, I don't think he's a must buy, but I do think that he's probably a safe place to park your points. So, which is generally pretty good this time of year because we've got a lot of people going backwards if uh, you're unhappy with arrow i would consider him two for an extra 20 grand but yeah or he, afb that's a great trade for afb i think 100 mm. percent. now watch afb you know get eight <laughs> breaks and 17 tries this week yeah I'll, i'm just writing that down so that, that you know if nick's got anything that he did wrong next week i'll just copy and paste it for you mate don't worry <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, who have we got winning this game? Uh, Broncos versus the Warriors. Uh, Nick, what have you got? Broncos by six. Okay, I've got the Warriors plus four because I, if nothing else, uh, the Warriors fans out there, they need a bit of pick-me-up. It's hilarious in my socials this week. The Broncos got up, fans got up me. Oh, they went high enough. The, you know, para fans, oh, we should be premiership contenders, not just strong, strong, you know, contenders for things. <laughs> Which game were the Broncos fans watching? Oh, like, oh, I well, don't know. I don't know. Honest to God. They won the first two. Did you not realize that they actually They, they weren't two? convincing in either of them, though. Uh, look, I made this point. <laughs> they didn't want to know about it. So, anyway, they, they said that, you know, it was, it was a bit of a hater. 
Sharks fan, whatever else, slander they could throw my way. But um, <laughs> that is slander. That's it. <laughs> what I'll what I'll also say is that um, the Warriors fans, the only Warriors fan to come back to me about that was to say that the Warriors, they I put them at the just making up the numbers ranks, right? And he said no, they should be on the spoon magnets. Oh so, no, that's I'm it. picking so, the Warriors because of that. I feel like I need to help them yeah. out. That's it. Like, <laughs> send, send a bit of love to New Zealand, all our New Zealand listeners out there. We love yeah. You. I love so, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they keep it real unlike those filthy Queenslanders. Um, <laughs> isn't, isn't that the day where you choose, choose New Zealanders over Queenslanders, mate? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so I uh, oh, I can't take the Warriors without SJ. No, i got oh, I got to take the Broncos. I'm Broncos by two. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry okay. Warriors fan. I can't do it. Without SJ, you got nothing. Yeah. Um, 100%. Okay. Skipping uh, on. Moving on. Okay, so the uh, middle game for the week, uh, we have uh, Seagulls versus Raiders. So, uh, Seagulls, a couple of changes this week. Andrew Davies officially named at 12. Ethan Bullimore moves to the bench where he started last week. Josh Oloe comes back from suspension, but only to uh, the reserves, along with Cooler, who's still sitting out there in reserves. I know there's some whispers about him possibly making the side. I think they were just that, whispers. Uh, for the Raiders, 1-17 to 17 as per last week, except for Nick Kotrick, who uh, makes it back to the wing. Uh, that's pretty much it on that side. Uh, I might lead off with this one. Uh, look, DCE, guys. If you started with him for the season, he cracked out another 65 in a pretty ugly game, right? Uh, it looks like, A, that 65 is the new 75 as far as point scoring goes this season, guys. So That's it. Uh, I agree. Look, 65, DCE is showing that his floor is pretty damn high. So he's On a team that has not played well. No. At all. They've been, they've been not very good. Poop. Exactly. They're not they're not they're not stinky like some teams, but it has not been good. Well, the, yeah, they're coming second last, mate. So they. <laughs> How yeah, good they're was that Trebovich interview at the end oh, of the game? Oh, I'm just so happy for the win. <laughs> oh, mate, I think Desi would be brutal <laughs> in a losing team. That's it. Just, well, look, when they got tuned up by the DCE, when he got tuned up by the Panthers, they, he got a 63, 61 versus the Roosters, 65 versus the Bulldogs. So that's stud, absolute well, stud, hundred percent. You know, 25 tackles, five tackle breaks. You know, it's 100 metres gained, 170 kick metres. Only 170 kick metres versus the Bulldogs as well for that 65 because they were on top of fair whack of the game. Mm. Um, so, look, uh, good place to park your money. Mitch, what have you got for uh, the Raiders and yep. the Seagulls? I mean, I already talked about him, so I'm going to go through this one pretty quick. Tommy Starling, he came off the bench and... Uh, Gee, I, I think I was having a conniption in our group chat because <laughs> I, I couldn't bear the thought that he wasn't going to get past his break even. But in the end, he really added some spice to a flagging team. He allowed the team to play more directly, which I keep saying. Good runs out of dummy half and, as always, synergized well with Jack Wyden and Schneider. Break even 21, so not too late to get on him. And Ricky Stewart, I know that you're listening to the podcast and if you're not, you should. Do not start Matt Frawley. You've got Tom Starling. He's been your number one hooker for two years. Stop screwing this one up, all right? That's it. That's all I'll say. Brad Schneider. Sorry? Thoughts on that? Do you reckon that he was just protecting Starling a little bit from the early punch-up so he kept his legs throughout the game? 
if he did, that's a genius play because it friggin' worked because the Raiders ran him over. Literally ran them over. So oh, I actually hadn't considered that, mate. Um, it's not impossible. Um, Just because Tommy Stalin's quite small in the middle and they've, their edge forwards are Hudson Young and Harry and I aren't the biggest fellas. And so they got by. And so it's basically just give Tommy Starling uh, basically 55 minutes of uh, run at tired guys. It's not impossible. It's um, it's a really good point. I, I think you, I just don't, I don't know if Ricky Stewart's smart enough to have that sort of 4D chess sort of game. I think you are. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. It'd probably be one of the plays of his career if he, if he, if he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who else have you got, mate? Brad Schneider. Brad Schneider, another good scorer of 55. Uh, certainly, he will have locked the spot down until Fogarty comes back. If you don't listen to anything on this podcast, trade for him right now. Like, you got to have him. Uh, and then finally, Ethan Bullimore. Uh, everyone but Stu sort of ejected him uh, last week. So if you wanted something wrong, Stu, not ejecting Ethan Bullimore is probably yeah, up there. True. So there you go. There's your wrong thing. Uh, and with Schuster's uh, imminent return, uh, and now he's starting off the bench, it looks like the gravy chain's over. So if you haven't sold him already, it's time to do so. And that's that's it for me. 100% and Nick. Uh, Tommy Turbo, what's doing? Yeah, uh, 809k. He, he put in a 45, which was um, much better than his other scores, believe it or not. 103 break even this year. So, you know, God help those who've held him all this time. Um, you know, none of the... Uh, teams I was just having a look at footy statistics so I'm trying to find it again um, he oh I've got it here uh, 0.84% of the teams in the top 5,000 have him and zero in the top 100 so like like if you have him you're not doing well you're having a pretty rough season um, uh, I don't people are saying sell I think just hold to be honest I think just write it out um, my other guy if you had two hundred k and him, would you would you not try and transfer to Cleary to make up the money real quick, or at least the points? I don't think you're going to make that money back, but you, I, I think you're right. I think you make points, but um, that, okay, that's probably one of the only moves you do. Hundred percent him, or possibly uh, old mate from the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, sort of part of me just thinks why why get rid of Turbo now if you've held him, you've held him for a reason, right? So. You know, you're expecting him to bounce back, and he could easily hit 100 next uh, this game um, against the Raiders. So, uh, th- but that, that's just me. If you want to sell him, I've got no um, issues with that. My other guy, Hudson Young, who have got a, a man crush on at 660k, he's pumping out 80 minute scores, um, 49 this week, uh, 66 break even. So he may lose you just a little bit of coin, but he's he's absolutely everywhere. Whenever I watch him, he, um, he's just always on camera doing something supporting um just very busy i think the points will come just hold and i've definitely got a star on him if he gets down to 600k or maybe just a bit under i'm definitely pulling him in because um he's one of the few guys that is playing the most minutes in the raiders uh four pack which is stacked that's true yeah he, he and uh he, he's one of the few guys playing 80 in that team so 100 percent good call there uh look guys uh Let's call it. Who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, Nick? Ooh. Yeah, Seagulls by 14. Oui. Okay. Um, Mitch? 
I don't trust this Seagulls team and the Raiders look like they found something. I got Raiders by eight. Raiders by eight. And for me, yeah, I'm, I'm having the two teams from last week. Raiders, both teams really only put in a mediocre performance. This is kind of like uh, that Thursday night game all over again, at least n- n- as far as their current form's going, not their potential. Uh, look, I'll, I'll go for Golden Point. Ooh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that's it. Look, I, I, I think it actually... Yeah, look, I reckon the Seagulls, they might be able to run around them. They did a bit better against the Bulldogs in doing that. It, uh, But I reckon Ricky will be trying to train them hard this week to make sure that they uh, they don't get any easy tries. All right, let's move to the last game of the night. So who would have said this? Cowboys sitting second versus the Roosters at 13. Right? So uh, 7.35 up in Townsville. So that's only 6.30 up there. Um, so news this week, Ruben Cotter officially at 16, Jermaine Tanua Brown 18, Cohen Hess, even though he did his shoulder last week and only played six minutes, is named again at prop. For the Roosters, same one to seven as last week, except for it looks like uh Fletcher Baker has been dropped, possibly injured, because he's not in the 24 anywhere. Daniel uh, Saluka Fafita has been named at 15. Angus Crichton is still on the bench. Nat Butcher named at 11. Oof. Talk about the great escape. Let's. Can I. I haven't written him down, but. Uh, I, I, I had him, mate. No, no, I had him. No, 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 mate. You deserve to lead with him because you've saved me ridiculous cash and made me ridiculous money. He's all yours, so I'll just chuck it in there. Yeah. But um, I, I've put some of the stats in there for you, mate. Off you go. Yeah, I was going to say, Angus Crichton, mate, 25 minutes. I think, from what I've heard, he might be injured. He's been wearing one of those undersuits. He might have an elbow injury or something that they're being a bit coy on because he only got 25 minutes. He only scored, what, 28 points? And... Guys, I guess if you're riding that particular pain train right now, like his, what's his break even, guys? It's got to be in the 70s somewhere. Uh, no, no, his break even is 85. There we go. I'm looking so, at it right now. So look, Angus Crichton. So look, he's already lost you 67k. He lost you 41 last week. He's got an 85 break even this week. He's named on the bench. If he scores another 25, he's going to lose you around 55 to 64 grand. So, it might be the uh, call of the year, Stu, saying to get off him well, when, yeah. uh, when he did. And I, I heated the call, thank gosh, because he's starting to get really deep into the pain train. Like, if you're going to get off, now is the last chance, really. That's it, exactly. Next week, you'll be down 100 grand, and now you'll be doing what Tommy Turbo guys were doing a couple of weeks ago when they were just like, geez, I'm losing money hand over fist. What do I do? So, uh, looking at this, Angus Crichton, I would say get off. Uh, and chuck a star in him because the answer is, is that he is a absolute stud of a guy. One, I think he's there partly because he's busted and partly to fix that middle rotation because Lindsay Collins is not playing up to scratch. And like their forward pack is just looking a bit underwhelming. So he's probably in there to f- help fix up that rotation while he gets better. So I guess wait till he gets back to full fitness once he starts when you see you know a 60 from him jump back on 
and look, the only other guy I got, Ruben Cotter, who we were very, very, very big on, guys. Uh, five, like, is it currently 526K? Now, he scored a 56, guys. Uh, 29 break even. I think he probably got some more minutes due to Cohen Hess's injury. But look, 56 points in 60 minutes, seven tackle breaks, 164 running meters. What do you guys think about Ruben Cotter? Yeah, I was, um, uh, when I was doing my Cowboys deep dive, um, yeah, Ruben Cotter, absolute stud, uh, huge PPM beast. We were just concerned about his minutes, so definitely want to keep an eye on. I wouldn't necessarily have him as a buy this week, but definitely keep a good eye on him. Mm. and see if he can replicate these minutes in this current makeup. 100%. Yeah, I really want to see those minutes this week, like to get a firm look while they're uninjured, which I don't think the Cowboys have managed to be, I'll be honest, for the first few weeks. Like Jermaine Tanua Brown did a hammy, and like guys have just been coming off early. So uh, old mate did his ACL. Mitch Dunn did his ACL the week after. So And this week, Cohen Hess. So hopefully we can actually see what their forward rotation looks like in week four. <laughs> yeah, mate. And uh, and then we might be able to get on Ruben Cotter before he gets away from us too badly. Uh, the very last one, Reese Robinson. Uh, 26 points, 60 minutes, five missed tackles, not many run meters. If you were one of those guys who got on Reese Robinson thinking, oh, look, he might get a better you, run. Do you meet Reese Robinson? So, yes, sorry, Reese Robinson. Anyway, so, yep, yeah, he. Um, he, he got 26 points, so, yeah, d- definite sell time for him. Oh, sheesh. Okay, I didn't, I didn't realize he had such a dud game. Um, guys, I had Val Holmes, 507K. Um, he cranked out a 74 this week, and he's got a break even at 24 this week. So he looked just so different to all his other games. He was really proactive, got the ball. I think he got early ball this week. Um, got his footwork, 200 meters gain, nine tackle busts. He got a try, two line breaks. Six goals. Guys, he's a trap. Don't do it. He's a... It's a trap. He's a mirage. He's a trap. He's a whatever metaphor you want to use. Just don't do it. You'll regret it. Um, I've got him in drafts. I was pretty happy, but that's it. Um, But guys, back to strength of schedule. I know the Roosters have disappointed some of us out there, but now is the time to get on them, guys. Maybe not Gus Crichton, but Roosters' strength of schedule gets really easy from here. Um, Round four... Uh, this week, obviously, the Cowboys away. Round five, Broncos away. Round six, Warriors at home. Round seven, Dragons away. Round eight, Broncos away. And round nine, they got the Titans at home. So I'm looking at all the Roosters attacking players. Oh, admittedly, I already have the ones that I'm thinking about. Billy Smith, James Tedesco. And I've got a spicy one for later on in the pod. Um, as, uh, as my pod of the week, which I'll reveal later. But guys, Roosters... I'm attacking players. Definitely think about getting on them. There Just to interject for a second, pretty sure Broncos uh, fans would say that that's a really tough game. So yeah, that's I, it. They're, they're that, a top that, eight that's team. Like a, Roosters are thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, that's a premiership sort of oh my tension God. game. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Mitch, who have you got, mate? Um, well, kind of to follow through on what Nick said, I've got Billy Smith as one of my players. He seems to have found a home at wing, uh, had a number of good runs. He did have eight tackle busts, which really made the bulk of his stat line. Uh, and it's hard to see that being sustainable. That said, he still doesn't have a meat pie. So uh, looking like a nudie run until he can crash over that line. He's hungry. 
He's very hungry. He's going to be a slow-burning cash cow. But for me, he's reasonable cover. Um, and I'm hoping he can get that DPP uh, as a winger center. Um, so then I can get uh, onto more mids and halves and just start cracking out um, fat scores through there. The other one I've got, uh, Jeremiah Nanai. Cracked out 62 and now has a break-even of 12. Look, he's not going to be scoring a hat-trick every week. Um, but he was able to drop his 10 missed tackles down to three. There's definitely more cash to be had. Um but I would say he's a more mid-40s player than 60s. This round seemed to be a bit of an outlier for me. So um, probably getting towards the last or second last week to get on Jeremiah and I, um, but certainly a little bit of value there. 100%. No, definitely if you got him last week, you're cheering. And um, like I've had him since the first round and that, that game that he had with the 10 missed tackles hurt, but yeah, he's doing better now. Uh, look, Let's go through the game this week. Who do we reckon is going to win? Nick, take us away. Who do you think is going to win? Roosters by 32, guys. Oh, sandwich? 32. Sandwich? No, no that's, that's stupid, mate. What do you got? <laughs> I got? I got Roosters by 20. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to do the Cowboys plus 10. Oh, I will sandwich that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> the, 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 the answer is just that, though, it's it's a real make-or-break game for the Roosters. Can they actually it is. turn the season around? Because yeah. the, I'll put you this way, the Cowboys actually, it wasn't even the fact that the other team was playing badly, right? They actually played well. So no, they're, still, if they they play, still, they're still a bit stinky. They, a little bit stinky. If they play as well as they did last week, <laughs> I'm just saying if they play as well as they did last week, Right, They'll, they would beat the roosters of last week, so they'll be slightly sure. less dinky. <laughs> if they beat the roosters, the, the funk is gone. Uh, boys, just a quick question before we move on: uh, how, how loud are the alarm bells going off if the roosters drop this game? Nah, none, none. No, no they're the huge ones because if they've oh, they, they, they don't have their coach week. this week. Come on, they don't have their coach. That's like not having your mum there to watch you at the recital, mate. Mate, yeah. come on, it's Trent Robinson. It's Trent Robinson. Come on, mate. Yeah, it's not uh, like match or whatever. Robinson come on. Can't do it over friggin' Zoom, mate. They've nah. got so many coaches, assistant coaches. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll probably fly their mums up if they think that'll help. Anyway, uh, moving on. Let's get to the Sunday games because it's uh, we're up to about 90 minutes now. So, Sunday games, let's go through quickly. We've got the Storm versus the Bulldogs. Uh, Storm are pretty odds-on favourites for this one. Few changes in this side. Xavier Coates is back from his hamstring injury. Harry Grant back from COVID, named at 9. Brandon Smith at 14. Josh King named to start at 13. Uh, Tyron Wichart comes back from COVID as well, all the way down at 23. It looks like his season is just about done. Uh, the Bulldogs team, Brandon Wakem. Uh, a late starter last week comes in at number seven again. Corey Waddell is confirmed after that Jack Hetherington news. He's confirmed to start on an edge. Uh, Chris Patolo uh, comes in along with uh, comes back onto the bench, and Max King is confirmed to play again despite only getting twenty five injury affected minutes. Uh, along with Jake Averill at twenty and Cole Flanagan. Mr. 450k at 22. Oh, man. And, and Jaden Ockenbore. Oh, sorry. I guess that's the other news last week. Braden Burns got shifted to wing. Aaron Shoup to center. Jaden Ockenbore is all the way sitting in exile at number 23. I know Phil Gould was saying Jaden Ockenbore was copying a bit of flack. 
I think that Jaden Ockerball shouldn't got flack for his football, but also shouldn't be playing football at all. Moving on. <laughs> Nick, uh, put it down. That's slander. That's going oh, it's on already slander. there, mate. I think it's already there. Oh, 100%. I've been straight on Jaden Ockerball. There's a couple of things I can't stand, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, have, having, uh, what would you call it, happy fun time with a kids at school or sorry at consenting adults who are as you know still at school is probably not the best idea for a professional footballer it's it's certainly not the sort of image the club would like to portray here no that's that's it i can't see me on any club merch anytime soon <laughs> so look I'll, uh i'll kick us off with this one max king uh 25 injury affected minutes last week uh phil gould came out and said that he was carrying a bit of one and then he copped the knock in the same area it didn't specify where but he's back this week 397k you've already made almost 160 grand off him he's still got a seven break even so guys i reckon he's still in for another good week because he can make a tackle and they'll be probably doing lots of tackling this game uh definite hold i reckon he can make it to 500k boys uh Harry Grant, 711k, 50 break even. Should be playing big minutes this week. Uh, if you need someone to put your money in, you're not getting in Cleary. Uh, he's probably a good place. Brandon Smith as well. He was huge last week. So got a try, did b- borrowed over. He's one of probably the few middle forwards who really does know how to find a try. What do you guys reckon? I understand, mate. He loves a meat pie. Hmm. And he can, yeah, he, he knows he knows when to pull the trigger. He doesn't make a bad runs at the line like some hookers uh, tend to do. So he got 62 points in 77 minutes, including a try, two line breaks, 121 metres. I reckon Chuck a star. He's still got a 63 break even coming off the bench. Uh, at some point, he'll definitely be a pickup sub 600k. I reckon he's worth getting. Uh, Nick, who have you got, mate? Mate, uh, I was just a bit more um, strength of schedule, and the Bulldogs guys are coming to a tough run um, until run 10, so they have the Storm, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Roosters, Raiders, and Knights. Um, so I'm looking to invest in some Bulldogs middles potentially when their BEs are correct because they've got some high BEs at the moment. So Luke Thompson, he's got 78 break-even. Josh Jackson's got an 82 break-even, and Tavita Pangai Jew's got a 72 break-even. So over the next couple of weeks or so, I'm just going to monitor those, chuck some stars on all three of them and just maybe pick one up. Um, I'm not sure which one, but we'll wait and see. The other guys, Ryan Pappenhausen, guys, 628K. Uh, he cracked out a 62, 49 break-even. He got the goal kicking back, which was really nice considering Nick Meany was in the team. He kicked four goals, seven tra- uh, tackle pass, 200 metres gain, two kick defusals. Mitch, um, uh, I'm not sure if you managed to catch him, but he didn't. Qu- he looked to be himself, but he didn't quite seem to have that upper pace and sort of get through the gaps. He was getting chased down quite a lot. Um, I've got him as a buy, but did, did you sort of pick up on what I'm... What I saw as well. Truth be told, I only caught the last 20 minutes of this. I was trying to sneak in around a golf between mm. bloods. So I didn't see it, but now you've said it, I might actually go watch one of the minis and have a bit of a look. We've, I've said it before to you guys. Um, when a player doesn't look right, probably something uh, not quite right. Could be his foot um, that is the issue. Or maybe he's just, you know, still having time to get back to that top speed after that foot injury. So certainly worth keeping a bit of an eye on because... Really, up until this week, we haven't been seeing what we would expect from Ryan Pappenhausen as far as his 2021 form. What have you got this week, Mitch? 
Uh, big one for me is Josh King, and to see him named at 13 is very, very pleasing. Uh, he received big minutes in the loss to the yield, 65. He had a large number of base stats, 37 tackles, 123 run meters. Uh, he did have a try assist in there, which was pretty pretty amusing. Um, wasn't affected by the return of Brandon Smith, but I do think, and Stewart said this in the past, uh, that he will see a drop in minutes with the return of Harry Grant. Uh, there's more value to be had if you have him, um, but if you don't, it's almost looking too late. I know he has a break-even of five, but I'd be starting to get nervous that he might lose minutes to uh, Smith and Grant. I know he's named at 13, but... Um, you'd almost want to wait to see what happens this week. And then after that, it, it'd be much too late. And then uh, the other two I've got, I've got Cam Munster. He looked as dynamic as his shredded physique promised in the preseason. As Nick said last week, as soon as he cleaned up his missed tackles, he was a fantasy monster. He had those 12 tackle busts that Nick said in the sheesh stats, two try assists, a line break and two line break assists. Look, he's not getting 81 every week, but I could certainly see him getting between... 55 and 70 most weeks. So anyone who had Jerome Hughes, that's got to hurt a little bit because uh, Cam Munster took some serious slurps out of that milkshake. And then the final one's Matty Burton. He passed the eye test. It was really tough conditions in that Manly game. It was pouring with rain and he had a horrendous shank uh, with uh, one of his torpedoes. Um, once again, I thought he was the best on field for the Bulldogs and he just seemed to suffer from the presence of a new half pairing. So hopefully this week he can find something, but against uh, a stiff, um, tough Melbourne team, I can't see that happening. Yeah, well, it certainly looks like with Matty Burton that basically Trent Barrett's probably job relies on how to get the most out of Matty Burton and the halves pairing. Because they've got three halves there. It's not like they're short. They just haven't worked out who they want. Yeah, it's a bit, oh, I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. Um, I, I didn't like what I saw with Brandon Wakeham. I know that you said you felt Avarillo was better, but I didn't like I didn't like him either. So I'm not sure what they're gonna do there. Yeah, no, mate. I, I thought Avarillo was much worse. I thought Brandon Wakeham was better, but you're right. Brandon, like, better being a very subjective term, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Better by how much? It's just not an NRL standard. And, and to me, it looked extremely clunky. Like, in all honesty, I thought the Eagles kind of fell into that win. They, they were lucky to get the W there. The Bulldogs had um, large chunks of time in, in the uh, Seagulls 20, and they just couldn't turn it into points. So, um, real issue for a team that brought in Trent Barrett as an attacking coach, and they just continue to struggle. Clearly, they didn't have enough drones in that preseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell that to Phil Gould, then he'll get him on our case. <laughs> All right. Okay, so guys, we, we got the uh we got the scores here. So look, uh Nick, what have you what have you got the win for? Storm by twenty four guys, I think I'll tell him up. Whoa. Easy, Mitch. No, the dogs will keep it tight. Um there's a bit of a bit of a grudge match between the storm and the dogs. There's some bad blood going back a number of years. I got I got storm by four. I think it's a bit close. Excellent. I've got the storm by twelve. I I reckon they'll they'll get away, but they won't they won't absolutely sledge them. There's a what I would call a, a bit of stiffening to this side. So and I don't think that losing Jack Hetherington will I reckon it'll actually improve them defensively, I'll be completely honest with you. It might improve them offensively too. I, I did not like him in the second row. It it certainly didn't help them and hopefully they, they go to Pengai Junior a little bit more who really seems to be their best attacking option up the middle. That's true. Look I 
I honestly reckon that they probably need uh, to get Jack Hetherington on the tape learning how to become a second rower. I think they chucked him there out of lack of what to know what to do with him more than anything else. So I reckon that uh, a bit of time sitting down with uh, some old heads learning how to play it could do him some real good. Yep. All right. So, guys, let's move to the last game. Eels versus the Dragons. Eels, heavy favourites for this one. Uh, coming off a win versus Melbourne. Dragons, uh, unfortunately, got towed up first with the Sharkies. Um, news for the Eels this week is merely bench. So Ray Stone, his season is done. He is off to the Dolphins. That is his last game. But what a game to go out on, right? He'll probably get a statue over there. <laughs> so the um, to, to be fair, since they've moved over to Bankwest or Combank or whatever it's called now, it's probably the yeah. best moment that they've had over there, apart from maybe some Sevo tries. It'll be the Sevo and Raystone Memorial. Uh, <laughs> so for, for those two, because you really that there hasn't been much else happening down there for the Eels, unfortunately. Um, look, Madison, Ryan Madison is back from his hamstring injury. Boris Cartwright also comes into the 21. Uh, Wurimu Greg moves out. Uh, apart from that, uh, on the other side, Dragons team, uh, looks like Cody Ramsey has suffered a, I think it's a ribs injury, guys. And uh, Matthew Fine is named at uh, on the wing. Uh, apart from that, Aaron Woods is back from the hamstring. Uh, he's named at 17. And Andrew McCullough is sitting there at 21. So obviously he's nearing our return. No sign of Jaden Sullivan yet, guys, though. After his preseason injury, I thought that he might be a chance to come in. But haven't no sign of him as of yet. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Stu. I think uh, Talatalmo has really struggled. Uh, I often refer to Nick's eye test as something that we take pretty seriously. He has not looked very good. I mean, Benny Hunt is doing it all in the halves role. Um, I, I'd like to see what Sullivan can do as a Dragons fan. Um, Amon really is meant to be there to bring some running and a bit of doubt on the line as he as he takes it on. And he hasn't done it. Um, sure. It might just be a bit slow. Maybe, maybe they're, they, they're giving him one more week. But that's, that would be my suspicion. Yes. I would also say that it also probably hasn't helped that they've uh, had so little ball due to the fact that they've had send-offs in two out of their last three games. So I'm guessing that that has probably hurt uh, hurt their forwards in uh, getting over their advantage line. Uh, okay, guys, so let, let's go through this week. Mitch, who have you got for the Dragons? Yep, I've got uh, Jackie Bird. So one of my favorite players, in fact, probably my absolute favorite player in the Dragons team. He had a slight drop in production, uh, primarily due to the five missed tackles and limited attacking raids from St. George. Once again, he passed the eye test in a team that struggled. I was a little bit worried when I was writing this that he could possibly shift into Amon's role at 5.8. He did briefly towards the end of the game and actually looked pretty damn good there. Um, but it seems like they're going to stick with the same formula with Moses Mbai and Hooker and uh, Amon at 5.8. The other one I've got is Tyrell Sloan, 12 points in 80 minutes. He's primarily an attacking stat player and looked to struggle moving in the wet. He seemed quite tentative hitting the line. Chuck a star, wait for the drop in value. He'll eventually bounce back when the draw starts to soften a little bit more. And as Stu was just saying, um, they haven't had huge opportunities to attack because they're a sin bin machine um, with Jaden Sewer leading the way. Hmm. All right, Nick, who have you got there? I've got uh, 
I had a look at the Eels run. They've got a pretty soft run, run four to round eight. So they got the Dragons, Titans, Tigers, Knights, and Cowboys. Um, they don't play round 13, but uh, Dylan Brown, guys, he was an absolute stud. Uh, 670K, 83 fantasy points against the Storm. This week, he's got a 31 break even. So uh, it was just an absolute masterclass. Two try assists, one line break, one line break assist, two tackle busts, two offloads. Doesn't play Origin. He's got the dual combo of the stud and stud muffin, guys. I cannot tell you how important that is. Um, he's an absolute buy. Um, and yeah, can, with, can is, confirm is he stud muffin. He's... Um... <laughs> Emma's got him on a, on a hot boys team, so definitely a stud muffin. Though, as Stu was about to say, is he a buy? Do you think he can do it every week? Uh, yes, I think he's a buy. Um, he's on the right way of his uh, price swing, and he's did it against one of the best teams in the comp. So I've got him as a buy. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just... Okay, I, I have concerns about him simply due to the fact that his base stats aren't there so it's all attacking stats with him so i guess it depends on how you see the eels going as to whether you want dylan brown for me Personally, if you're going to do it now's the time that's true um but yeah i i also see him as like being near his absolute maximum point uh price from last year too so i'd be wondering where the extra points and that it's essentially points which turn to dollars are coming from uh with such a soft run though i'm just thinking he's just going to tear it up as I said, doesn't play Origin. So, you know, definitely um, someone to look at uh, okay. to, to potentially bring in. So, it, look, he's not he's not a must-have. I just think he's a, he's a good guy to bring in now based upon their draw. Ah, fair enough. Good call. Uh, excellent. Uh, so, for me, uh, Will Penasini. So, look, Warrior score this week with a nine. Look, he's had a few other good scores, so all base stats. He still hasn't found the try line yet. I think they're still working out the edge combinations. There have been a lot of shifts in that team. I'm pretty sure he's the only person in, in the, um, apart from Gutho in the back five, who's, you know, there from week one all the way through to week four. Uh, <laughs> so, look, he's probably a hold, but, look, you might want to get Taylor May or, uh, you know, if uh, if Penasini is sitting on your bench, Mitch Moses uh, is kept quiet by the storm uh, this week. So I've said it a few times, guys. Look, Mitch Moses, I've I've owned him for a couple of years now. He's very much a definition of a flat track bully. So tough game, thirty three points, right? And so his floor for Mitch Moses is not very good, um, but then against the poor teams he'll rip it open and that's how he gets his average of 50 because he'll average 60 plus against the weaker teams so if you're going to get on you can get on but he's break even to 61 this week so i would you know possibly look at different options possibly even look at changing up uh to well if you got 400 grand to clear uh otherwise maybe to some guy like benny hunt uh could be worth a go there because as we saw there dylan brown is getting plenty of attacking stats Whereas uh, at the Dragons, only Ben Hunt's doing all the work, which is what you want as a uh, fantasy coach. You want to find the guys doing all the work and own him. Certainly if you own him from round one, eh, Stu? Uh, yeah, no, de- definitely good call there. Uh, you've made, what, 60 grand, 80 grand? Yeah, the plan was to turn Hunt into Cleary, but I think I'm going to go Haas to Cleary now. Ah, fair enough. Oh, look, you've still got Ben Hunt and Cleary as your two halves. You, you're laughing, mate. Um, look, Isaiah Papali, I'll come to this. I Look, I really wish that uh, 
I you love him. My guns, because <laughs> uh, I had him down as like he and Angus Crichton. I end up choosing Angus Crichton, trying to save myself some money. Big mistake. Papali scored seventy nine on the weekend. He's got to break him in a fifty five. If you need to sell Crichton and you don't know where to park your money, go and get him because Papali he he's not going anywhere. They're not mucking around with his minutes. And he's just playing tough the entire time. So he's he, I think, is the second most uh, expensive forward at the moment. He's and he's scoring great points. Uh, no, no major concerns about him making points either each week. So guys, looking at this game in the Dragons versus Eels, who have you got the win for, Mitch? Uh, I'm just uh, jotting it down here. So I've got Dragons by four if they have no sin bins. Excellent. Uh, Nick? I got Eels by 18. Eels Yuck. Play. Sandwich. Sandwich. Absolute sandwich. No, 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 no. You, that, you, can't, you can't have Eels by 18 and not want to chuck a sandwich. I'll, I'll give you for the win, sandwich. No. I'll take that. That's fine. The, uh, I'll, take the, I'll take the Eels on that one, Mitch, because uh, I've, I've got the Eels plus 10 uh, for this one. I don't think it'll be a slaughtering but I do think that the Eels will probably get over the line for this one um, but look I think we are sort of seeing that there's not too many blowout games which is really nice well we haven't seen many have we like we've said it a many uh, well not many but certainly a few times that it's been a much better season I think we've seen more good close games in the first three rounds than we did the majority of last year I, I found it really difficult to watch some of those games last year if you didn't have if it wasn't one of those top four teams I really wasn't interested well, look, it's uh, Super Saturday this weekend, right? We, probably the best Super Saturday we've had ever. Yeah. Well, look, the Panthers, they got to 38, but only because of the sin bin, right? The Knights still put on 20, right? The four, tw- 24 versus 28, that uh, that uh, Storm versus Eels game, and 24-22, right? So, yes, there were a few points, but it wasn't 60 to 4 or something like that, right? Apart from... The Broncos. Sorry, Broncos, you wonder why you were down near the bottom of the pack on my power ranking because you got towed up by the Cowboys. Who are stinky. <laughs> they were in second, great. but still stinky. <laughs> yeah, but in second. So we'll see if they beat the Roosters this week, then the smell may be gone. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So that's that's all the games for the week. Now let's go to our, to the moon segments. That's where we go through the guys with the lowest break-evens and I'm sort of recommend the ones that we should be hopping on to to make the cash for your fantasy team because what have we got mate yeah the only well i guess i was just going to say the only way that we get these uh high price players guys is if you turn your 9.4 million dollar team into a 12 million dollar team or a 13 million dollar team and you do that by buying low and selling high so look the guys with the lowest break evens this week who are worth owning we've got brad schneider who's got a minus nine break even as mitch said Go buy him if you don't have him. We've got Leo Thompson with a break-even of one. Again, worth a buy. Jock Madden, break-even of four, but uh, he's only got two more weeks left, so I'm not sure you're going to make money with him. Josh King, break-even of five. Again, risky, but you can still do it. Taylor May, break-even of five. Guaranteed another six weeks. Max King, break-even of seven. Isaac Targo somehow still has a break-even of eight. He's actually, oh, no. He's actually got the most points out of any Panthers player this year. Top 10 for overall what? fantasy points scored. So there's a sheesh stat for you, mate. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, so the um, 
only found that one by accident when I was clicking through like number of points scored. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here trying to trying to do anything. I just like went filtered by total points at one point, and you went sheesh, and I was wrong. It's actually Isaiah above him, but anyway, ignore that. <laughs> Stick stick to to the moon, mate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Look, uh, Jermaine Salmon, uh, it's break-even at 10, and Jeremiah Nanai, break-even at 12. So Jeremiah Nanai is another guy to get on. He started at 350K. What's Nanai up to, guys? 438. Look, you've only missed 88 grand. I reckon he'll probably hit 550, possibly even 600, because... Um, all the news out of that team is that they want to keep this guy and that a lot of other teams want Jeremiah Nanai. He's 19. He's one of those guys who's broken out into the first grade at 19, which means he has a lot of talent. So get on. Uh, look, guys, now let's go to our You Just Had To Be Different segment, which is where we point out our point of difference or pod players. So, Mitch, who have you got this week, mate? Uh, I'm going to stick with the same one I've had the last few weeks, Benny Hunt. He's drinking all the milkshake at uh, Cogra Jubilee, and he'll continue to, and he continues to pass the eye test. He's looked really, really good. You wait for a round where um, St. George crack out a big score. Um, I think you'll find Ben Hunt will, will punch out 85, 90-plus points. He, he's really playing good footy and needs his team to get around him. So there's still a little bit of time to get on him. But um, certainly, you know, if, you, if you're not jumping on clear yet, he could be a nice little way to, to make the jump a little bit better um, three to four weeks down the track when he starts to hit his peak price point. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Nick, who have you got? Um, based upon my Roosters analysis, I've got Sam Walker, guys, 469K. He scored 47 with a 34 break even. So he's sort of at the bottom sort of uh, end of his price I th- is what I'm thinking. They're going on a good run. He's only 6.8% ownership. So I'm thinking if you've got a, you know, mid-range non-performing half in that 600-odd K, you might want to cash down and free up a little bit to get Cleary. So you could bring in Sam Walker and Nathan Cleary for sort of two, um, you know, six, 700K type of guys if you've got a bit of cash in the bank as well. Um, I think he he's a bit frustrating to watch, but he's definitely got the talent. I think that's um, can't be disputed. So he's just, you know, if you're feeling a bit risky, maybe give him a look. Excellent. And look, I've got, and my point of difference guy is pretty much, it's way to week, but I really want to promote, keep a very close watch on Ruben Cotter this week. 56 points, 60 minutes. If he gets another good score this week and good minutes, even with Cohen Hess, you know, playing most of the game, get on. I probably will be. Because uh, he's got that DPP and yeah, he looked like he looked very good, but then again, he was versus the Broncos last week, so that's why I'm saying wait. Uh, okay, trades, guys. So uh, we're just adding this to let you guys know, I guess, you know, what we're actually thinking for our trades this week. So for myself, my first initial trade really wants to be to get rid of Bullimore, and the most obvious option in mind is Talon May. Now that also leaves me open to how do I get to Cleary? And I've really got to sell a, like a proper gun to get there. So I'm still thinking that one through. Like, do I sell Haas? Do I sell any of the other guys? If I sell Haas, I'm suddenly starting Leo Thompson. So it's a few other issues like that. Uh, how about you, Nick? What, what are you looking at, mate? 
I'm looking, as I mentioned earlier, Arrow or Aitken to Cleary. Any recommendations, guys, of who I should sell? I think you could flip a coin on that, but Arrow plays on the better team. Probably more of a concern on his minutes. That's probably the big one with Liam Knight back. Whereas Aitken's proven that he's getting 80 every week. What about, I'm thinking Arrow's probably more of a mainstay, whereas Aitken, um, Tohu's coming back eventually. Is that going to impact him potentially, do you guys think? Uh, I, yeah. I think that um, no, I th- I think that uh, Tohu won't necessarily affect that much. I think that uh, more Katoa would okay. be a risk there. I'll just message you guys during the week and, and pester you for to to work out what I should do. Yeah, hundred percent, Mitch. What have you got, man? Uh, I've currently got, and it does create a little bit of a problem, but I've got Haas to Cleary. And then because of my COVID fears, I need to either decide to eject um, Coates or uh, Ilias or somebody to then get Thompson just so I have some mid-coverage because I'm a big fan of having at least one position on my interchange and emergency. And that's probably where the headache actually is for me at the moment, that if I eject Haas, I have no mid-coverage on my uh, interchange Mm -hmm. or emergency. But I'm actually quite happy with everyone there, maybe with the exception of Coates. Um, So not really sure what to do there, but I would need to grab Thompson, I think, if I did that. And uh, Thompson will make you some money, mate. I'll be honest with you. He will. It's more just everyone else on that bench will make me money too, and I sort of have to have a make a decision on who's going to make me the least. I'm looking at Xavier Coates now thinking he's probably the man, um, but I, I'm not quite sure who I want to eject because as I keep saying, all of them are going to make me money and I don't like trading people who are going to make money for people who are also going to make me money. Like, you know, that doesn't make much sense. It's a bit of a waste. So um, could, could could go to the casino and, and risk them all playing, but we've seen a couple go, of like, draw with COVID. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. Okay, and uh, no problems at all. And look, let's move to our captaincy section then. So I'm guessing, guys, assuming you got Nathan Cleary, who are we captaining this week? Well, he was the must-have player and the only must-have player in our preseason podcast. So I'm captaining Nathan Cleary. Nick? Yep. Lock him in, Nathan Cleary. 100%. And for the non-Cleary owners out there, who are we thinking? by Nathan Cleary that's true uh, uh, look uh, Benny Hunt guys 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 we've got to pause the pod we have not mentioned Nico Hines at all this whole entire pod the guy who cracked out 89 and everyone in all the forums seemed to have him as their captain this week how convenient how did that happen yeah don't know mate I think a few people were just celebrating the fact that they they lucked into a good captain but um, yeah uh, I don't think he can keep up 89 every week, though. I can't see that happening. I think I think 60 is probably closer to what we'd expect from him week to week. But I could be wrong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, look, and 60 is a pretty decent score. I think Haas will also produce a decent score. I think DCE has proven he can produce decent scores. Murray, I think, I, I, yeah. I think Murray or DCE are probably your more reliable options. They're proven stars in very, very stable roles. Um, I don't think we have enough sample size for Hines, even though he's cracked out two big scores in a row. Um, I, I, I could be made to eat crow there, and he could crack out another 9 MB this year's Nathan Cleary, but um, captaincy, you don't want to muck around with that too much. You're sort of playing with fire as 
Nick and I saw in round one when we captained Teddy and Crichton respectively. So you don't want to screw that one up. No, that's true. Uh, that's that's the only reason why season's on track is I, I, I got Haas at the right time for that one. So look, just look in that Sharks game. So they're, they're playing the Knights. Yeah, so I'm not sure it'll be a similar sort of uh, points fest. So especially if the uh, if it's dry weather. So yeah, so I... You certainly could captain Hines, but it is it is a risk there. Uh, for myself, it's like, yeah, look, you can always pick us and the other guys we mentioned there, DCE, IPappy, a few other guys would be pretty safe if you do not have Cleary. Um, and yeah, well, Nathan Cleary, he may take a week to get going anyway. So guys, we're just about at the end here uh, to wrap up for the week. So any final thoughts from any of you guys, Nick? Uh, bring Cleary in. Fair enough. Mitch? No major thoughts, mate. Um, I'm not going to tell people to bring Cleary in because we just don't know how he's going to go. But they have given him that extra time. I would say he'd be coming in as good as he possibly could on a, on a Rabbitohs, against a Rabbitohs team who's probably about to have a bit of a letdown after they got right up for that uh, Roosters game. But outside of what Nick said, I, I don't have any other major thoughts pretty much left it all on the table today fair enough and look that's that's just about the same for me apart from obviously uh going back again go and get brad schneider i guess because there's still plenty of money to make from him uh so i guess look that's all from us from the uh, boom or bus podcast this is our 14th week jeez it's been going for a while eh? so uh and i think We've just about made it to two hours, so I think the goal is is that to make it like 180 minutes every week. So, so look, I think this will work out better and we might not get yelled at as much by our respective spouses. So, look, thank you, everyone, and, uh, yeah, hopefully your fantasy teams go well this week. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys.